This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good. But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How Stuff Works Now. I'm your host, Lauren Vogelbaum, a researcher and writer here at How Stuff Works. Every week, I'm bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous advances we've seen in science, technology, and culture. This week, there's some science that says drivers who wait until the last second to merge out of an ending lane are actually in the right. And, unrelated, researchers have built a humanoid robot that can do push-ups and cool itself off by sweating. But first, Tech Stuff host Jonathan Strickland, via our freelance writer David Roos, debunks a few myths about the care and feeding of smartphone batteries. There's a lot of conflicting information out there, but we're here to straighten things out. You've probably taken note of all the talk about smartphones and lithium-ion batteries, so we thought we'd take this opportunity to address three burning questions. Question one, is it a bad idea to leave your phone plugged in overnight? You might have heard that if you leave your phone plugged in for too long, it will damage the battery in some way. But assuming your charger is in proper working order, there's nothing to worry about. Smartphone batteries stop charging once they hit a limit. It's as if your phone is already unplugged. So, good news! As long as your charger is working correctly, you don't have to set an alarm for the middle of the night so that you don't accidentally overcharge your smartphone into the Incredible Hulk. Question two, should you run your smartphone's battery out completely before recharging it? You've probably heard that batteries have a limited number of power cycles. This represents the number of times a battery can discharge and recharge before it loses so much capacity that it's pretty much useless. This is true. Batteries experience stress through usage similar to what you'd see in a mechanical system. Eventually, the battery wears out. But recharging your phone when it's at, say, 60% capacity doesn't represent a full charge. It's not like you lose one cycle every time you plug in your phone. That means you don't need to discharge a battery completely before recharging it. In fact, that would cause more stress to your battery, wearing it out faster. Experts suggest recharging your battery when it's between 40 and 80% capacity. This will decrease the amount of stress the battery experiences as it discharges and recharges. 
For some of us, this means recharging our phones several times throughout the day. If you can't do that, don't sweat it. Most of us replace our phones before we've significantly whittled down battery capacity. And now question three. How does heat affect battery performance? Not great, Bob. Heat will reduce a battery's capacity faster than going through lots of charging cycles in a short time. That means when you fully recharge your smartphone, you'll have fewer hours of operation because the battery won't be able to store as much energy as it did previously. So don't leave your smartphone sitting out in the sun. Or in a hot car. Or, I don't know, on the stove or something. It's bad. Next up, staff editor Christopher Hasiotis and freelancer Jocelyn Shields explain how one annoying traffic behavior turns out to be for the good of all of us. Merging lanes at the last possible second isn't just more efficient. It's safer, too. Imagine you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden you see a brightly colored sign announcing, Lane closed in 1,000 feet. You've got a couple of options. One, Immediately turn on your blinker and wait until someone in the next lane lets you in. Two, just stay in your lane and wait for all the polite people to get out of your way, then zoom to the front of the line and merge at the last moment, right where the lane closes. Watch as people who merge early rage in your general direction, silent behind their glass windows, but faces twisted in fury. To most people, the first option seems more courteous and patient, less selfish. But study upon study proves the upstanding early mergers among us are just creating a single, slow line of traffic that's not only frustrating for drivers, it's inefficient. That's because by merging early, we minimize the amount of usable road, leaving a long swath of perfectly good street capacity open and unused. What we all should be doing is called the late merge zipper system. And by the way, the Germans naturally have their own word for it. system. In this system, Every car in the lane that's ending drives all the way up to the front of the line and takes turns merging with the other lane of traffic. From above, it looks a bit like the teeth on a zipper coming together. Because the system uses all the available road space for as long as possible, it cuts congestion by 40%, according to recent studies from various U.S. state departments of transportation, as well as the Federal Highway Administration. The late merge zipper system also reduces crashes because it keeps all traffic moving at the same rate of speed, rather than having some cars going slow to merge early while others zoom past them. So why don't we all just zipper merge at the last minute already? The problem is, of course, that our driving habits are baked in pretty deep. But to help steer us to a more rational place, some states are shelling out big bucks to actually retrain their drivers to use the zipper merge. Colorado and Minnesota have been working on encouraging the late merge zipper for a decade already, followed by Washington, Missouri, and Kansas. And even earlier this year, Missouri launched its own public education campaign. Will this efficient and safe merging technique find a place in our traffic habits? Minnesota Radio's Bob Collins reflected after his state implemented its campaign, saying, The zipper merge is going to be this century's conversion to the metric system in the 70s. Great idea. Made perfect sense and was dead on arrival. However, change could be on its way thanks to a generational shift. A 2013 Minnesota survey found that only 8% of senior drivers felt comfortable with the late merge zipper system. On the other hand, among drivers aged 25 to 34, a full 45% of the young population are okay zipping up for common sense and the common good. 
Finally this week, I'm bringing you a story from our freelance writer, Patrick J. Kiger, about a robot built to manage the heat from its machinery by sweating. It's only gross and or hilarious until you start thinking about how efficient biomimicry can be. When you physically exert yourself, you break a sweat. You've probably noticed this. That dripping is a biological mechanism that keeps your body from overheating. When the water secreted out of your sweat glands evaporates, it draws off heat and cools you down. Now, if a machine does something strenuous, it has to get rid of the resulting heat energy, too. In the past, engineers have relied upon fans, motors, and radiators to cool robotic gadgetry, but those solutions are pretty bulky. And when you're talking about robotic gadgetry that mimics living creatures' movements, bulky equals cumbersome. That's why University of Tokyo JSK lab researchers, who are designing robots with muscular and skeletal systems based on the human body, have come up with a solution to the heat problem that's either ingenious or obvious. They've created a robot that uses sweat to cool itself. The robot, named Kengoro, was presented at the International Conference on Intelligent Robots and Systems in October. It's a five-and-a-half-foot-tall, 123-pound automaton, which is 1.7 meters and about 56 kilograms for our metric friends. It's stuffed with circuitry and 108 motors that need to remain relatively cool to function optimally. To do that, the designers created a system of channels that allow water to run through the robot's body and then evaporate out from its metal skin. To accomplish that, the engineers 3D printed a highly permeable aluminum frame with a sponge-like array of tiny gaps and tunnels through which water can trickle. Kengoro has to be kept constantly hydrated for the cooling to be effective, just like you or me, but Kengoro only needs about half a cup of water per day, far less than a human. To demonstrate how well the system works, researchers had the robot do push-ups for 11 minutes straight, which it managed without overheating. The whole thing looks, well, a lot like you'd expect a push-up maniac robot to look. Which is to say, something like a Terminator T-800 skeleton, except its ropey muscles are more puffy than sleek. And they gave it a face based in classic manga. Think Osamu Tezuka, but more Buddha than Astro Boy. For anyone who doesn't speak fluent nerd, there's a video on now.howstuffworks.com with a visual. And, of course, the JSK Lab isn't just interested in making robots that do push-ups. Lots of their research is bent toward designing bots that are humanoid enough to move with ease around spaces built for humans, like the homes of the elderly and other people who need help with housework, or around offices. Do you think HowStuffWorks would buy us a robot that delivers our inter-office mail, sets up teleconferencing, and microwaves our lunches? That's our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe now for more of the latest and strangest science news, and send us links to anything you'd like to hear us cover. Plus, the name of your favorite local charity. We're feeling the weight of our civic duty this week. You can send us an email at nowpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And, of course, for lots more stories like these, head on over to our home planet, now.howstuffworks.com. Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.